We are back to Monday, folks, and the first Monday in the month of May, fresh off the NFL draft. So much to talk about, dive into, discuss, conversate on, or converse on, and you are rocking and rolling right now with the best in the business, the best and baddest in the game right now. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, bringing you the number one show in the streets, talking Todd football, bringing this to you from the magic city of Birmingham, streaming this to you on YouTube. Speaking of the channel, go ahead right now, give us a thumbs up, give us a like on the show, hit that subscribe button, turn all of those notifications on so that way you can have the best news, notes, coverages, and analysis on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. Not only are we streaming this through YouTube, but we have you well taken care of on all forms of social media. That includes Facebook and Twitter. So no excuse whatsoever for you not to be tuned in to the number one ticket here for your Bama football needs. As always, I got to shout out my man, John Ivor in the building, handling the ones and twos from the production studio and keeping myself in line. But got to give John his love on the day. And before we start the show, we got to give out a super chat shout out to my man, Bill from the Big Apple. Bill from NYC. Bill from New York, who sent a super chat, $75 via, $25, excuse me, $25 via check that comes from Bill of New York. Appreciate Bill for the love and the support that he had when he showed us on the show right here. As always, Tide Nation, that daily super chat go is $75. Daily super chat go, there's $75. Appreciate what you as the fans do showing this the appreciation the love, the support, the joy that you do. But like I mentioned, we got a lot to get to. Bama brings in a brand new receiver transfer coming in from Ohio State, the Buckeyes. We'll get into that. We will recap rounds two through seven of the NFL draft where the Bama guys were concerned and also talk about the projected rookie contracts that have hit the internet courtesy of SpotRack. And I'll give my reaction to one, Dylan Moses, who went from a former five-star recruit to going undrafted in this recent venue. Players were not happy about it, uh, current and former. A lot, of you were, a lot of you as Bama fans were like, what the heck is going on? Dylan Moses did not get drafted. What's that all about? But he did sign an undrafted free agent deal the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll get to all of this tonight, but we want you being a part of the show. And you can do this by calling 205-448-1358. That is the number to let your voice be heard right now. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Want to hear from you. Got another super chat coming in. It's Jimmy Clay. Boom, baby. Bam, baby. Jimmy the Batman Clay, best donator in the game already hitting us up with that $25 donation in the Super Chats. Appreciate that love there coming from our own Jimmy Clay. But we start things off with the firepower coming to the Crimson Tide in the form of wide receiver Jamison Williams choosing to not return to Ohio State with his cohorts of Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Instead, he chose to take a detour, exit stage left, and go to and transfer to the University of Alabama, the Crimson Tide. I believe Jamison Williams, he looked at 
the team that beat Ohio State like a drama in the national championship game, 52 to 24. And in his mind, he's probably thinking, I want to go play for that team that just took us to the woodshed by a 28 point shellacking right there. I want to go play for the Crimson Tide. And that's exactly what Williams has done. He has transferred to here in Tuscaloosa to play for Coach Saban and the program, the young man entering his junior year at 6'2", 170 pounds. He's, he's got a little size here. He's got some speed to burn also. And what's interesting here is Williams was a four-star in the 2019 recruiting cycle. Alabama was actually one of the programs that originally recruited him. Uh, one of his recruiters was Josh Gaddis, who was the wide receivers coach at that time. Gaddis is now at the University of, of Michigan, but uh, Williams was originally recruited by the Crimson Tide. He chose to go to the, the Buckeyes, and in his two years there, played in 19 career games, 15 catches, 226 yards, 266 yards, excuse me. So 15 catches for 266 yards and three, uh, four touchdowns this past season. Williams, nine catches for a buck 54 and three scores. So we do see the productivity that he was able to give to Ohio State. He played in you know, some big-time games on some big stages. He, did, he was a part of two you know, college football playoff appearances at Ohio State. So he does bring experience here to this Alabama receiver room. And like I mentioned, this is a room that it's solid, not special, just due to you lost four aces, your four trunk cards, your four marquee guys, your four elite weapons to the NFL with Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Waddle. All of those guys are gone. So now – you return John Mechie, who has talent. He's got ability at six at six feet, 195 pounds. Coach Saban talked about it. He would probably be the next guy on the chopping block to at some point become you know, a top 10 draft pick at receiver. But the pressure's on him to be the number one guy to lead this group. Can he lead this group? Can he direct this group? Can he take this group from point A to point B in terms of winning a national championship and being effective in that regard as being a leader. It's a big step for John Mechie. This is a big step for Slade Bolden. He's going from being a uh, gadget player, if you will, to being, becoming a marquee contributor at wide receiver. So he's got to take that next step. But then the intriguing question becomes – there's a battle. Who wins the battle to be the number three guy? Because there's an intriguing race now as you insert Jamison Williams into the equation. And he's competing with Javon Baker, who's trying to take that next step forward. He's competing with Trayshawn Holden. Holden and Bryce Young have an incredible chemistry. They have a great relationship. These two are roommates on campus here, uh, in, on campus at the University of Alabama. Uh, Holden had a strong spring game, caught eight passes for 89 yards. So he feels like he's ready to take that next step. And then you got Xavier Williams, of whom he came in the 2018 class. He got recruited over quite a bit, but he started to kind of pop down the stretch of last season. You wanted to see him do more in the spring game. He struggled quite a bit, including having some dropped passes there, but he's trying to take the next step. And on top of that, you got the you got guys like Thayu Jones-Bell and freshman 
that came into this recent signing class that want to do some things. So Jamison Williams is being inserted into all of this. But when you watch his tape coming out of Ohio State, his speed, his route running, his explosiveness, his playmaking abilities are already better than uh, the majority of the guys that's already on the roster. So he's going to have a really good chance to come in here and probably take that number three job and run with it because he's in a situation where all he needs is one year, right? He comes in, he pops one year, he snaps, he dominates, he plays well, and then he's off to the NFL to go play pro ball. So this is a this is a very you know lucrative, a very uh, promising situation when you look at Williams just because of the fact that Alabama young wide receiver core, unproven wide receiver core aside from you know John Mechie, and if there was ever a moment where a transfer could come in and really sort of make some headway, uh, Williams has the opportunity to do this and. I know a lot of people will say this right now. They'll say, well, Steven, this hurts the other guys on the roster because you're not being loyal to them. You're not being fair to them. We're gonna lo- Bama's going to lose guys to the transfer portal. Bama's going to always lose guys to the transfer portal. I mean, the moment Javon Baker came in in 2020, Terrell Shavers and Chadarius Towson, they exited stage left immediately. I mean, the moment... Uh, Jaquincy Kool-Aid McKinstry got here, and Nick Saban became enamored with his name. Ronald Williams Jr. goes, well, my time is up, and he hops into the transfer portal. So you're going to have guys transfer. The main thing with incoming players is can they provide more substance than sizzle? Can they give you something tangible, a something that you know they can give, they can provide, they can bring to your program on the field. Alabama, as it, as it states right as it speaks right now, has 90 guys on the scholarship roster, which is five more than the NCAA allows, which is 85. So th- there are going to be even more guys that are going to look to head elsewhere as Alabama is trying to get down to the NCAA limit here. So you're, you're going to always have guys hit the transfer portal. But when it comes to Nick Saban, he's had a lot of success or quite the amount of success bringing in these transfers. Case in point, remember Jacob Coker? I mean, Coker, who was at Florida State, came to Alabama in 2014, 6'5", 240-pounder, and then the very next year it was his team, and he took the, the group and led it to an SEC title and a college and a, and a national championship, and he had a productive season in doing that. Coker, 3,110 passing yards, 21 touchdowns, just nine picks, played his best ball in the CFP that season. And then you go down to, you know, Richard Mullaney, who came in the summer of 2015 out of Oregon State. He came in, developed a close relationship with Coker, actually grew to be one of Coker's favorite targets that year, had, a, had major production. I think he had like between four and six touchdown receptions, had over 300 yards receiving, was big there in the postseason, earned a nickname, Slotty Pippen. Richard Mullaney did his thing and was one of the better transfers to ever come to the program. 
And then going from Mullaney, we all remember Garrick Dieter, who came in the summer of 2016 by the way of Bowling Green, a, a young man from South Bend, Indiana. Uh, he came in, 15, touched, 15 catches, excuse me, for 214 yards. He had four touchdowns, helped Alabama win the SEC, got to the college football playoff, made an appearance in the championship game against Clemson. And then last but not least, the most beloved transfer of a Saban era, Landon Dickerson. How about the boy LD? He comes over from Florida State in 2019, in the summer of 2019. Comes in, anchors a spot on the offensive line. He played both guard and center. But once he took over at center, he brought that offensive line together. He fused everybody together. A bond was created. A dominant offensive unit was created. Once Dickerson became the center of that team, the center of that unit, Crimson Tide winning the national championship this past season. Dickerson, Remington Trophy winner, shared the SEC uh, Jacobs Blocking Trophy honors with Alex Netherwood and also was a huge part or huge reason behind Bama getting the Joe Moore Award for the second time under Coach Saban. Dickerson, of course, drafted, got, got picked up in the second round by the Philadelphia Eagles. So we've seen where... Alabama has brought transfers in, and they brought substance. They brought something of value. They brought leadership. They brought motivation. They brought something that Alabama football could use in its journey to win conference championships, win national championships. So for me, as long as Williams, Jamison Williams, can come in here, bring some substance, bring some swagger, bring some production, bring some leadership, as long as he can bring something of value to the Crimson Tide, get on the field, make plays, run routes, catch passes from Bryce Young, and add an element to make Alabama all the more dynamic on offense. I'm pretty sure Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator and uh, Holman Wiggins as the wide receivers coach, they will find a way to maximize all the effort, all the productivity, and all the potential out of Williams. But we take our first break here, here on the show. Don't touch that dial. Just getting started. Upon our return, we get into a conversation, a dialogue with you, the Bama Nation, right after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit Emily's HeirloomPoundCakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's HeirloomPoundCakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. As we, as we are back in from the break here, folks, to the action on a Monday, getting that work week started off for you correctly in the month of May. Fresh off the NFL Draft, Bama putting 10 guys into the venue 
tie in Ohio State for the most by any collegiate program in this respective draft. And uh, since 2009, Coach Saban putting in 106 Bama players in the draft of the 106, 39 first-rounders. So Saban continuing to show recruits, hey, you you you, you want to go pro? You, you want to go first round? You, you know where to go to. You find yourself in Tuscaloosa at the University of Alabama. So kudos to one Nick Saban setting some NFL draft records there over the weekend. But as we're back into the conversation right now, the call topic, the call statement brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. That is the number to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. And one more time for the little old woman in the back, 205-448-1358. Got a shout out, Jimmy Clay, man. Boom, baby, bam, baby. Baddest donating the game, baby. Jimmy Clay, that $25 donation helping us out here on the show. And we take a call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hey, Stephen M. Yes, sir. Rob from Mobile. Rob, what's happening with your man? Hey, yeah. Uh, once again, it's a, another – you know, you can't put into words the, what this 2017 uh, recruiting class did for Alabama. We thought the 20, 2019, of course, 2019, uh, we, uh, 18 got it started. Recruiting class got it all started. But this 2017 is just phenomenal what they've done and all of the talent that was on that team. It's, I mean, it's almost an underachievement just for them just winning two champ, national championships. Two national championships is almost an underachievement for this I mean, team. Rob, That's how great it, it, it was. It could have gotten more if Tua wasn't hurt. It could have gotten more. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just, I mean, the talent that, uh, of course, Nick Saban, that's the reason why he's the GOAT. He can put together that kind of talent year in, year out. You know, people say it's easy to get on, and it's a lot easier to get on time, not easy on time, but it's a lot easier to get to the top of the mountain the way Alabama has been. Staying there is what's the, is the ultimate difficult problem because it, it just to keep it up the way Saban has, it's just unreal. Like I said, we're living in unreal times when Nick Saban, Alabama fans are. So, we better be. We are. We better be. Sure. We are all enjoying it, and because once it's gone, this will never happen again. This kind of dynasty will never happen in college football again. And so, I mean, we, I'm just we're just living a dream, and we're just enjoying it. And go uh, up with uh, Dylan Moses. It's uh, it was disappointing to see him not get drafted. We no one we didn't at least no one I heard expected that for him not to get drafted at all. We thought it'd be just you know in the late rounds. But not drafted at all. It's a, I guess, a bit of a disappointment. He, uh, of course, we we saw it coming with the, the plays from the previous season. But you know, we uh, but we thought he would at least get drafted. The talent is there. And I, when we went to probably to see him on the NFL squad at some point in the future, so that'd be good. Mac Jones to the, uh, of course, to New England. That was almost you know I, that was almost to be expected. It's um, it, it always amazes me how people say that, you know, uh, he's not as good as uh, Lawrence or Zach Wilson. But no other player, no other quarterback in college football, and we saw it, and we saw how the draft went. Ten players from Ohio State went into the draft. Nine from Florida. Nine, uh, eight from LSU. Seven from LSU. Eight from Georgia. Nine, nine from Georgia. That's what the level of talent Mac Jones had to navigate to win a national championship, and he did it. No other quarterback in college football had to go through that much NFL talent to win, to, to win games, let alone a national championship. So it's, it's been ridiculous, the treatment 
of Mac Jones. Of course, you know, falling, you know, he's still number fifteen, he's still a first round draft pick. But but the criticism of him was just it was just ridiculous. And I saw some uh I saw a uh LSU player go in the first round that hit the the wide receiver. So that means Joe Burrow's had help. And uh Trevor Lawrence's Etienne went in the first round. That means that he had help. So I mean he that means that he had help on his team. What's this nonsense? Of there's all the talent around him. Name me a champion if they won a championship, Jordan or uh, Kobe, without talent around him. <laughs> of course, you got talent. You have talent around you. You're not going to win if you don't. So, but with Mac Jones, is all of a sudden it's a problem. Appreciate that call that came from Robert from Mobile right there, and, and, and I agree. I mean, I understand there's a lot of criticism there. When it comes to Mac Jones and the guys he had around him, but every major D1 program is going to have talent on there. Mac took the talent that he had, won a national championship. Appreciate the the call. They're coming from out of Robert from Mobile. We take our next call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? Live on the show, Carl. What's going on? Unfortunately, we lost that call, but we got another call coming in. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hi, Stephen. How are you? Doing well, man. Fresh off the draft. Bama Bama gets a transfer receiver from Ohio State. Doing pretty well today. That's great. Um, I was calling. um, uh, Enjoyed the gentleman before me's uh, uh, analysis on the 2017 class, and I kind of wanted to echo that. And also discuss the uh, the 2020 class and the 2021 class. I really feel like those two back-to-back classes could really have a huge impact, the same as that 2017 class. Um, I really like how the in-state um, guys really rallied together, and I really feel like we struck lightning in the bottle back-to-back twice. Um, I think that both of these two classes could really set up. Nick Saban in Alabama for success in a championship uh, setting for at least the next five to seven years. Uh, we might see an unprecedented run that we've never seen in at least my lifetime for sure. <laughs> but I just wanted to at least address that. And um, I'm just really excited for, for what uh, we have. And I really feel like this run is not going to stop anytime soon. So I just thank you for taking my call and just really wanted to express that and uh, love your show. That's what you guys are doing. And, um, take care. Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate that call right there. So my thoughts on that. But 2017 class is legendary. They did something very special here. But I look at the 2020 and 20, uh, 2021 groups, a lot of talent in both of those groups that they know – What's ahead, what's ahead of them, they know what the task is, what the job is. And I think Bryce Young is going to help both of these groups you know, get that job done. Of course, Bryce came in the 2020 class, so he's going to help his group. 
And then the 2021 group headlined by Jaquincy Kool-Aid McKinstry, he's going to help that group. So absolutely, I do not see this run slowing down. I think this thing is going to keep going, which Saban has put, has put on for the fans and has continued to uh, develop for the fans to be happy and be joyful about. But we got a couple of Super Chats to get to, a few I should say. How about Mattress Matt coming in here twice? Mattress Matt with two, count them, two $5 donations. So 10 coming in here from Mattress Matt. And Jimmy Clay, baby, put the fire, put the water on him. The man's hot, on fire. Jimmy Clay, another $15 donation from him. The Super Chat goal, the daily goal of $75 has been met appreciating everybody for the support the love that you guys are showing us here on the show so a little bit of a quick topic before we're going to break and then going back to the phone lines to take your calls how about a congratulatory hand clap for one Tua Tungo Vailoa Tua marching with his degree over the weekend, coming back to the University of Alabama to finish his bachelor's degree, he marched inside Coleman Coliseum. When Tua decided to go pro and enter the 2020 draft, he still had a few credits remaining to finish his degree. The young man came back, made sure that degree got done, finished it up, and he marched with his accomplishment all over the weekend. So very proud of Tua, you know, securing that bag in terms of that degree, something that no one will be able to take away from that young man. Very proud of Tua getting that done there. Folks, we go to a break right now, but don't touch that down because when we get back, we return to the phone lines to take your calls, to engage you in conversation. We get back to you, the Bama Nation, after this. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. We're back in, folks, back in from the break. I'm the number one form here for Bama Football News. In my own words, with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. We jump back into the phone lines to take your calls. Call statement brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang. We grab this call right now, and it's my man, Senator Hans. What's going on, brother? How you feeling? What's going on, Stephen? I'm feeling real good, man. I'm a little under the weather, you know, but because of this, these allergies and these sinuses, man, acting up a little bit, but... Other than that, man, I'm, I'm excited, man. I, I just was uh, looking at the the story on the the transfer wide receiver and went to look at, you know, look him up. I remember us targeting this guy a few years back. I want to say about two years ago. And um, yeah, man, that's that's crazy. I, the sad thing is, I, I feel like uh, we either going to lose Xavier Williams or or Slade Bolden, man. Honestly, with this talent coming in, this freshman talent coming in, guy. Um, and it's not a bad thing. You know, those guys got to go and do what's best for their careers, what's best for them to try to get to the next level. But, um, man, you look at the talent that's coming in, and we all know how saving is with, with putting in fresh guys. You know, you don't got to be that long. If you prove you can understand the playbook, if you if you consistent, you get on that field. Saving's going to find you some time on that field. And what you do with it is on you, you know. So, but um, – and, and, and 
Xavier Wisdom, he he hasn't, you know, had many opportunities, but the opportunities he had, he hasn't been been big, you know, enough to get that that meaningful playing time. So it's gonna be interesting to see how a wide receiver room shapes out in the fall, man. Absolutely, man. I I, I mean, for, for for Mason Adore, I see more so of Ziggy than Slade Bolden out of here. I think Slade stays. If anybody goes, I think it's Xavier Williams. Love him, bud. If anybody goes, I think it's him. But we appreciate that call coming from our man, Senator Hines, chiming in. We take our next call of the evening. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hey, it's Mattress Matt. Good to see you, Steve. Mattress um, Matt. What's going on, man? <laughs> I wanted to shout out to Robert from Mobile. Also, uh, always on the same wavelength with him. Um, want him to come down and see me sometime at the mattress store behind uh, Diamonds. Don't go to Diamonds, uh, you know, or at least don't let your wife find out. But um, but you can come to uh, the mattress store behind there. And then Senador, I'm dealing with the allergies too. Go to Walgreens and buy some, uh, it's called Walfinate. It's a four-hour allergy. It's amazing. Anyway, uh, what I wanted to get to, just jump on y'all's uh, jump on y'all's bandwagon. What y'all been saying about Mac Jones? It was just I, I was so shocked by all of the uh, you know what I heard from the pundits and everything like that, and how they're so obsessed. It's almost like a drug to them. This this uh, rush ability and escapability of the of the quarterbacks. They are so focused on that. Almost like a it's almost like crack cocaine to them. They don't care about anything else except except rushing ability and and and. And, and running yards and escapability. And I don't even understand that. I thought that was the running back's job, but they have gotten so obsessed with it. Mac Jones, and that they're so obsessed that they overlook the fact that statistically speaking, Mac Jones is the best quarterback in all of college football history. He had the number one QBR rating since the invention of the QBR and the number one completion percentage of any college football quarterback ever ever so why people are not jumping on that when he also ran a four six nine forty i mean come on these people are so I, I hate to say they're stupid look they they probably know way more than i do but something weird's going it's like they're it's like other players agents are like influencing them or something like that it's got to be something like that i don't then, think man I, I i i don't think it's the players matt i think for for, for a lot of these pundits they are so tired of Nick Saban winning everything, that they're thinking at some point he's got to fall off the mountain. When is it going to happen? They're so tired of, of Saban's dominance. They're so tired of the dominance of the program that they're trying to conjure up anything possible to talk down on a player. But we appreciate those thoughts. They're coming from our own mattress, Matt. They're talking about one Mac Jones. We take another call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hey, Steven, this is Mike from Kentucky. Roll Tide to you, brother. Mike from Kentucky, what's happening with your man? Man, I'm just enjoying this afternoon. going to cook up a little dinner here in a little bit. But, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited about this kid, Ohio State transfer, Jameis Williams. Uh, he was the fastest kid on the whole Ohio State football team. That cat's Very been true. clocked at four, four flat, and some sometimes he's been clocked at four, three. You know, and change in the in the forty, and he'll add a little bit of experience. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to come in and take over. You know, Alabama's long on talent this year anyway, but a little bit short on experience. So, you know, I, I think he'll find him a spot. But there's there might be a plus one to this kid. 
Uh, he's got a, that boy's from St. Louis, Missouri, and there's another boy that playing high school ball out there, uh, going to be playing high school ball this fall out there named Luther Bergmore. Is, did I get his name right? You know who I'm talking about? I, I know who you're talking about. I, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's the number two receiver in the class of 22, and they're supposed to be pretty tight. So that might be a, you know, five-star transfer with a plus one. Man, Nick Saban, huh? He's a step ahead of everybody, ain't he? Coach Saban doing do, Coach Saban doing what he does, uh, Mike. He does what he does, getting these guys on the recruiting trail. He 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 does. I, I don't know how he does it, Mike, but he does it. But we appreciate Mike there from Kentucky uh, calling in with his thoughts right there on Jamison Williams, the transfer receiver from Ohio State. We take a we take another call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hey, Stephen M. I'm Lee Ogletree. It's the first time caller. Really enjoy your show. And uh, I had a question, and I, maybe you can, instead of going over it again, you may can redirect me to see exactly how many Alabama players were picked, now where they all went to. So 10 Alabama players were picked in all. Uh, six of those were in the first round. Uh, Waller went to Miami. Uh, Sertan went to the Broncos. Uh, let's see here. Smitty went to the Eagles. Uh, Mack went to the pa- went to the Patriots. Leatherwood, the Raiders. Najee, the Steelers. Dickerson, the Eagles. Barmore, the Patriots. Deontay Brown, the Panthers. And Thomas Fletcher, the Panthers. We appreciate that call right there. Alabama had 10 guys to go in the first, 10 guys to go in the draft, six in that first round, 10 overall. We take our next call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hey, what's up, Mr. Steven Smith, TDA crew, and Tide Nation. Roll Tide. It's Ballard checking in uh, from Ballard Sports Media. How y'all doing? Doing good, Ballard. What's happening with you? Not much, man. I want to give a special shout out to uh, Tua Tonga Valoa, real quick. The, I guess, go ahead, call him a legend, man. He's done great in the pros so far. I saw the news just now that he uh, went back to Alabama, finished up with a degree. I want to give a special shout out to him and uh, credit to all of the great, talented, not just receivers, not just Mac Jones, but every draft prospect that got drafted this weekend. Especially though the ones from Alabama, wishing everybody the best of luck in the pros. And um, you know, I know we've talked about it a lot. I mean, we're losing Waddle, Devontae Smith, Najee Hare. I mean, we're losing all of those guys, man. But I think uh, I don't know. Do you think uh, John Mechie's going to be receiver number one next year going into it? I mean, or are you looking at maybe a guy like Slade Bolden or whoever? John Mechie will be receiver number one. Mechie will be one. Uh, Bowden will be two. And then it'll be kind of a, a battle for three. But we appreciate, you, we appreciate your battle for calling in, checking in with us here on the show. We're going to go to a break right now, folks. But upon our return, we will dive into my reaction from uh, Dylan Moses not getting drafted. Just my thoughts on that. And we'll touch on it right after this. You know what we do with a 
start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up. But now, you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. And we are rolling back in here, folks, from the break of a number one ticket here for Bama Football News. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, getting you pumped up on a Monday following the NFL draft. And we get into a conversation of um, my reaction to one Dylan Moses. One Dylan Moses who went undrafted through seven rounds of the venue, which started on Thursday of last week. And it was a disappointment. As we all know, it was a massive disappointment. Dylan came into Alabama, five-star in the 2017 class from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He was one of the biggest pieces of that 2017 class. If you were to say Tua Tungvaloa was the most important offensive piece in that class, and you would be right to say that, Dylan Moses was probably the most important defensive piece to that class. And if you remember, his career started off strong. I mean, he wore number 18 as a freshman. He had 30 tackles that year, five and a half tackles for loss, one and a, one and a half sacks, made the freshman all-SEC team. I mean, it was looking promising for Dylan. And then 2018, you know, he exploded. He switched to jersey number 32, which was a very revered jersey. When you talk about C.J. Mosley wearing that number, Rashawn Evans wearing that number, so Dylan picks it up and believes he's going to rock that number and carry on the mantle and the productivity that that number has to it. And, you know, Moses, his second season, 86 tackles, you know, 10 tackles for loss, three and a half sacks, was a finalist for the Butkus Award. I mean, things were really trending north for Moses, and everybody was saying his junior year, he is going to freaking rock. He's going to be a rock star. He's going to be epic. I mean, oh, my gosh, he's going to get the bag his junior year. Dylan going to do this thing. And Pete Golding was coming in. To be the you know first year you know defensive coordinator calling the plays and it was going to be Dylan with Pete Golden like everybody was getting geared up for it everybody was getting turned up for it and then Dylan tears his ACL a couple of a week before the first game of the season against Duke Dylan tears his ACL and misses the entire season and everybody's going oh man dang it. Dylan then tore the knee. God, dog. Dylan then tore the knee up. Man. 
And so everybody's frustrated. They're venting. They're drinking Hennessy and trying to cope with not having Dylan on the field. And folks were smoking weed and getting high and trying to deal with and cope with Dylan not being on the field. And it, it, it was tough. It was tough, you know, trying to deal with not having Dylan out there. But eventually, we got over it. We were like, okay, Dylan's not going to play 2019. We'll chalk that up to an unfortunate injury. Some people chalked it up to, to Scott Cochran. I don't know why, but some people chalked it up to Scott Cochran. But people at the end of the day were like, you know what? He'll be back healthy 2020. He'll be back healthy his senior year. The defense will be back right. We'll be able to run it back in the following season. Well, 2020 comes around, Dylan's back on the field, and for the first couple of games, he's back to his normal self. I mean, against Missouri, he looked good. There were some moments where he looked good. But then as the season progressed, you saw him kind of hold back and not play the way he could have been playing, and it seemed like he was scared to get hurt again, and mentally he was not all the way there, and Nick Saban like, turn it loose, Dylan, cut it loose, man, turn up. Cut loose. And something just did not want to have Dylan cut loose. And then we get the news of, well, he'd been playing on a torn meniscus the whole season. What? Really? 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 He'd been playing on a torn meniscus the whole season. And on top of that, unfortunately, you know, lost his grandmother to COVID-19 as well. So Dylan went through trial after trial after trial after tribulation after tribulation after tribulation. But then, despite all of that, despite all of that, you still had a few people, you still had some people that had hope that Dylan would at least get drafted. He, he won't go high, but at least somebody in the third round will recognize the name Dylan Moses and take him. At least somebody in the fourth round would be like, there's Dylan Moses. At least somebody in the fifth of a sixth round would be like, there is Dylan. We can take him for a steal. There he is. He probably will have to rehab his knee. But once he gets back healthy, baby, we got a steal in one demo. We got nobody took Dylan Moses. Nobody. Went undrafted through seven rounds. And uh, upon this happening, you had fans ticked off. You had current players ticked off. You had former players ticked off. I mean, there, was, there were just a litany of tweets from current and former players, whether it was Malachi Moore or Terrell Lewis or Braylon Ingram, Will Anderson, just all of them jumping in there going, I can't believe this, man. Dylan getting, didn't get drafted. Man, this is a crime. This is highway robbery. Dylan getting, didn't get drafted. Man, whoever get Dylan going to get a steal, bro. They're going to get the best player in the world, man. That was the best leader we had on defense, man. They didn't get Dylan? Man, folks sleep on Dylan. Man, who didn't draft Moses? I still can't believe Dylan Moses didn't get drafted. Like there, there were former and current players just in absolute distraught over the fact that number 32, Dylan Moses, went undrafted. But the good news is, is shortly after the draft ended, the whole thing, he signed an undrafted rookie. He signed an undrafted free agent deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So he went to somebody. Somebody picked him up. Somebody got him. Urban Meyer and the Jaguars decided to roll the dice there on Dylan. So he's going to have to push here to make the team. 
He's going to have to push here to make the roster. He, he's going to have to ball out. He's going to have to ball out to make this roster and to play well so he can earn that second contract where the real payday comes in. Because look at this contract that Dylan's gotten as a free agent. Woo, mercy, 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 Jesus. So Dylan's looking at $70,000 guaranteed, $70,000. He's got a $50,000 base salary, and he's got the signing bonus of $20,000. So this is what Dylan Moses is looking at right now in terms of the Jacksonville Jaguars as he's going to have to work his tail off to prove he can still play at a high level, at an elite level, make an NFL roster, and uh, prove that he can take this team uh, and do some special things in Jacksonville. So, at the end of the day, I'm happy Dylan got picked up. I'm thankful he got picked up because if you looked at Twitter, if you looked at social media, you, the Bama Nation, y'all was worried about that boy. I mean, I can't tell you how much my inbox, my mess just got beat up over the weekend. Steven, where's Dylan? Steven, who took Dylan? Steven, oh, oh my gosh, Dylan did not get drafted. What are we going to do? Steven, Dylan didn't get picked up. Is anybody going to take Moses? I mean, it, it, he, he wasn't a bad player. He was just a victim of circumstance, a victim of injuries. Can somebody please pick up the phone? Get, get Dylan. Help! Somebody draft Dylan. Somebody take Moses. They, they got Moses. Jacksonville got him. Signed him. Undrafted free agent deal. Hopefully he takes this opportunity and he makes the most out of this opportunity and balls out. And maybe one day in the future, a 30 for 30 from ESPN will be made. Dylan Moses from five-star to undrafted to go to the Hall of Fame. I mean, who knows? I'm, I'm, I'm wishfully thinking here that this happens, but I'm just happy that Dylan Moses is on an NFL roster. But we take a break right now, folks. But don't touch that dial because upon our return, we jump back into a call segment meant to engage you the Bama Nation we, we get back to your convert we get back to a conversation with you after this don't touch that dial call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on in my own words with Stephen M Smith brought to you by we own the fourth quarter visit we own the fourth quarter.com now to get your four finger bling necklace You know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up. But now, you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth-quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama.
we are back in here, folks. Back in from the break of a number one form for Crimson Tide. Football news, in my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And before we go to the phone lines to take your calls, got a couple of super chats to get to first and foremost right now. How about Gucci Tide, baby? Gucci Tide, that $10 donation helping us out here on the show. Appreciating Gucci Tide. And then Mechanic, Mechanic in here with that $25 donation. So big love toward Gucci Tide and Mechanic. Helping us out here on the show. Also, got to remind you of mybookie.ag. It's mybookie.ag, sponsor here to TDA. If, you, if you're feeling fortunate, you're feeling lucky, you feel like you got the swag, the sauce, the skills to pay the bills when it comes to wagering on these Alabama football games or any games for that matter, you check out our guys at mybookie.ag. You make the right play and sign up today. And when you do, you use the promo code TDAlabama to get your deposit matched halfway. That's all the way up to a thousand bucks. You can't beat it. You can't beat it. What did I say? You cannot beat it. Check them out right now, mybookie.ag. That is mybookie.ag there. But we go back to the phone lines to take your calls. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. That's the number right there, 205-448-1358. We grab a call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hey, Steve. I usually don't double dip, so I apologize if, I, if that's against the, uh, you know, policies or whatever. But that's uh, <laughs> Mattress Matt again. Um if uh, Christian Leary and JoJo Earl, you know, really adapt to the program, um, uh, catch on quickly, you know, uh, I mean, those are, are, correct me if I'm wrong, are, are those not two completely 100% elite receivers with elite speed um, that, that could be, you know, our top receivers possibly? They both have huge potential, Matt. I mean, both guys can give you big play on special teams, kickoff return, and punt return. I think JoJo Earl is a a slightly better route runner than Leary. Now, Leary can get there with the route running, absolutely, but Earl just slightly better. But both guys really good. Both guys highly talented. If both of these two lock in, absolutely, two elite receivers. I agree with you. We appreciate Mattress Matt there uh, for that call there, starting us off here on the show segment. But we're going to get to a quick little topic here, and it goes to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So throughout all the draft noise that happened, and of course the Alabama players that got, or in the NFL, they got the fifth-year option picked up on their contracts – when, it, when, it, when you look at Deron Payne, got his fifth-year option picked up. Mika Fitzpatrick, his fifth-year option. And Calvin Ridley, as of today, his fifth-year option picked up by the Atlanta Falcons. But in the midst of all the chaos was a statement from the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta and discussing the 15th of this month, the venue will increase to full capacity, 100%. When it starts having the, the, the events there, the, the soccer events. So this is big here for the Alabama-Miami season opener on Saturday, September the 5th, if I'm not mistaken there. So for that matchup between Bama and the Hurricanes, we could be looking at, we may be looking at, we will be looking at 
a Mercedes-Benz Stadium with full capacity, 100%. People will be in there getting the tickets, cheering on uh, Alabama and Miami. But for you, the Tide Nation, cheering on your Crimson Tide. So this is big news here as MBS getting full capacity here for the upcoming season. We take a call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? Stephen M., how you doing, sir? Spencer Revley, what's happening, man? I got two quick questions for you because I know the queue's probably fired up here. The first one is, do you think that Jameson Williams out of Ohio State there, do you think it's because his talent that we got that uh, we offered him, or do you think it's because of the relationships that he has with future 2022 recruits? I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's more so of I think it's more so of the future with those recruits. Now he's got talent, absolutely, and you can and Bama's gonna use his speed on the field, but I think it's a little bit more of how much Saban loves the recruiting. If you're a player that you got pulled with recruits and Saban can get a two for one or a three for one or a four for one out of you, he gonna do it. All right, second question. I have to agree with you on the first one. On the second question, I really think that Dylan Moses got a raw deal because of how our total defense looked last year. What's your, what's your thoughts about our subpar total defense hurting his recruitment? I mean, or draft stock? I mean, it, it would play a little role in that, but then at the same time, I feel like because of, because of Dylan's injury history, I think that's the biggest thing because uh, th the last two drafts, the medical reports for these players have not gotten to these NFL teams until late in the ball game. Normally, it gets there a month before the draft. So when the medical history gets there late, these teams err on the side of caution. They don't take risk. They don't jump out there. And because of the fact that, you know, Dylan's medicals didn't get there till late, and then Dylan even went out to reporters and talked about, I'm not doing anything in the combine, I'm not doing anything at the pro day because of me rehabbing my knee and him putting that information out there, that scared a lot of teams away from him. But we appreciate you, Spencer, for that call there, just dropping a little line there on Dylan Moses and Jamison Williams. But we take our next call of the evening. You're live on the show. What's going on? Yo, Steven, what's up with you, man? What's happening? Man, chillin', man. Draft happened, boys gone. Uh, thank you, thank you for all you did. I'm glad the boys got drafted. Now, we need to move to next season, man. Bill O'Brien got too much talent to ever punt the ball. I feel, am I wrong for saying that, Steven? This man should never punt the ball. I mean, he 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 got a wealth of talent. You're right, and it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be handled by the trigger man and Bryce Young. I mean, not even that. We got five six running backs. We can pound the rock all day if you want to. Say Bryce ain't passing good that day. Well, we should be able to bulldoze everybody because we got too many hot hands. My thing is going to be, though, can you keep all seven running backs? That's my thing. If Nick Saban can keep all seven backs, it just goes to show he's a master psychologist. I, I think I think we will be. I, I, I just hope we go deeper into our running back, just into our whole team rotation period. You know what I'm saying? We need to have a 
an A team playing and a B team playing because we got so much talent to just let these folks come in for a year and leave. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. I agree with you, man. And, and appreciate the call. Thanks for the call. Appreciate that. Good point right there from him. We take our next call. You're live on the show. What's going on? What's going on, Steve? Carlos Fundamentalist. What's going on, my man from DMOP? What's happening? Well, not much. I uh, got a question about uh, what Bryce Young going to do this year. What Bryce Young going to do this year throwing the football? Well, he going to lead Alabama to uh, another national championship. He going to have Alabama be in the defending, repeating national champions. Numbers-wise, I give Bryce Young numbers-wise. He'll throw, he'll, he'll, he'll throw between 35 and 40 touchdowns. Absolutely. I I can see Bryce between 35 and 40. Now, Nick Saban may try to scale it back. Nick Saban may have him throw between 25 and 30 because, like the previous call before, my man just called right there, wanting to run that football. So, Nick Saban may want 25 and 30. Bill O'Brien may want Bryce. Hey, Bryce, you know, get 35 to 40. But we'll see what happens. The main thing is trying to have Alabama repeat as national champions in the coming fall here. But appreciate all the calls from all of you. We're going to take a break right now on the show. But upon our return, we will recap the Bama guys that went in rounds two through seven of the recent draft. And we'll also get to the reaction of one Thomas Fletcher from long snapper to the NFL. And we'll get we'll get we'll get Fletcher's reaction and recap the guys that went in rounds two through seven after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Back in from the break here, folks, tidying up some loose ends on the show. In my own words, how to show on the streets here, covering your Crimson Tide football program. Yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciate everybody for donating in, super chatting in, calling in. It's been a great conversation with you, the Bama faithful. And before we get into the final topic of the evening, got to remind you of TDAware.com. That's TDAware.com. So for all of you fans still overjoyed with the Tides National Championship, we want you guys to check out our championship collection merch. Now this means you grab you an 18 of them things, folks. T-shirt, hoodie, or sweatshirt, as well as our Got 18. 
We do shirts. Designs that features all 18 championship years on the back. You head on over to TDAWare.com. Do it right now. TDAWare.com. And you click on the Championship Collections merch tab. And you get you those shirts. Get you that gear today. Showing that support for Coach Saban, the University of Alabama, the student athletes, and us here at Touchdown. Alabama Magazine, Crimson Tide had 10 players taken in the draft over the weekend. Uh, Tied Ohio State for the most in this particular draft. Six guys were taken in the first round. That tied the 2004 Miami Hurricanes for the most first-round picks in any single draft uh, event in the common draft era. Just a lot of records here being set by Coach Saban and the Crimson Tide. But right now, we recap rounds two through seven in terms of the Bama players where these guys went to and the teams they went to. And starting this off, you know, Landon Dickerson, the Philadelphia Eagles, you got Jalen Hurts, you got Devontae Smith. So what more could you need? You need some protection. And what better protection than the one Landon Dickerson as the Eagles got him in the second round, number 37 overall, just a massive road grader. He's going to be big, helping Miles Sanders and the rest of that running back room get up and down the field. But he's going to be even bigger, protecting one Jalen Hurts and allowing him to get that ball to Devontae Smith and other weapons there on the field. So big kudos there to one LD, man, the Dickerson, number 37 overall to the Eagles. As we go down here, Christian, the bully from Philly, Barmore, number 38 overall to the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick's an OG. Bill Belichick don't trade up. The guys go to him. Mac Jones failed to Belichick. Christian Barmore failed to Belichick. And keep this in mind, the Patriots had a lot of guys opt out before the beginning of last season due to the COVID pandemic. So you're getting uh, you're, you're getting Dante Hightower back along with some other premier defensive guys. And now you add a Christian Barmore, an interior defensive pass rusher into the mix here. It is going to be scary to see what this Patriots defensive team, especially on that front line, will do with Barmore joining the ranks. He was picked up there in the second round. Moving on down to Deontay, big bread, cornbread. He got bread in his name. Moving on down to Deontay Brown who was taken in the sixth round, picked 193 overall to the Carolina Panthers. I thought he would go higher than the sixth round. I know some people were kind of scared off by his weight. Now, he weighed in at the Senior Bowl at 364 pounds. He cut that weight down to 344. I know he dropped near 20 pounds, 18 to be exact. So he was back to you know near his playing weight at Alabama. But, I mean, uh, you know, we, we know him as a big-time run blocker. But as in pass protection throughout his career, never gave up a sack. And someone of whom Sam Darnold is going to be very grateful to have over there in Carolina. But not just Sam Darnold. How about Christian McCaffrey and one Chupa Hubbard, of whom the Panthers drafted out of Oklahoma State. Both of those running backs are thankful to have the big boy and Deontay Brown leading the way into those holes where the run blocking is concerned. So proud of Cornbread Brown going to the Panthers at number 193. And then last but not least, the man who got the call of a lifetime, 
the reaction of a lifetime, the draft of a lifetime. One, Thomas Fletcher, long snapper, number 222 overall to the Panthers. And before we dive into him, check out the greatest reaction of all time as he found out he was getting drafted. Hey, Fletcher, what's up, bro? What's up, brother? You coming or what? Uh, trying to figure it out right now. No, 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 no. I just drafted you. You coming or what? Are you kidding? Yeah, bro. No, you yeah. did not. Yeah. Welcome to Carolina. Are you serious? Yeah, man. Welcome to Carolina Panthers. Dude, chill out, brother. <laughs> Dude, I cannot wait to help you win, man. <laughs> I cannot wait to help you win. I love it. I love it. Well, hey, here's Dude, what, thank you, brother. Yeah, thank here, you. Here's what I'm going to do, Hold on. <laughs> Flesher, you can be good in Carolina. Dude, let's go, baby. You ready, man? You ready? Of course, are you kidding me? Am I ready? I'll walk my happy ass to Carolina right now, dude. You walking? Oh, oh walk. if you want me to, I'll crawl on my hands and knees, bro. <laughs> we'll get you an escort here, okay? Golly, dude, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, thank you're welcome, you're welcome, you're welcome. I can't wait, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thomas Fletcher represents all of us. I mean, to go from um, being a long snapper, a specified position, you don't even know if you're going to get drafted or not. And to get that call, he was thinking he was going to get the call as an undrafted free agent. Carolina, Matt Rule, David Tepper just blew his mind. Big kudos there, Thomas Fletcher. Very, very happy for that young man getting that opportunity to get drafted to Carolina. Pick number 222 overall in the sixth round there to the Panthers. And along with Dylan Moses, Miller Forrestal and Carl Tucker were also you know, undrafted free agents. But Miller Forrestal has signed the deal with the Tennessee Titans and Carl Tucker has signed with the Miami Dolphins. But where when you look at the guys that get drafted, you have to also take a look at the projected rookie contracts. It's all about... Money, 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 Ooh, money. It's all about who getting the money. So according to SpotRack.com, a website that dives into the projected contracts of players, I was able to get this on today. And check out the money, check out the bag that all of these Alabama drafted players are going to get here. Starting this thing off with wide receiver Jalen Waddle, who went number six overall in the first round of the Miami Dolphins. He's looking at a four-year deal worth $27 million, fully guaranteed there. Patrick Sertan II, cornerback, who went number nine overall, first round of the Denver Broncos. He's got a four-year deal worth $21 million. That's fully guaranteed. You got Devontae Smith, wide receiver. He went number 10 overall in the first round of the Philadelphia Eagles. He's got a four-year deal worth $20.1 million, fully guaranteed. Then you got Mac Jizzle, Mac 10, Mac Jones, quarterback, who went number 15 overall in the first round to the New England Patriots. He's got a four-year deal worth $15.5 million. That's fully guaranteed. Then you got Alex Leatherwood. Offensive tackle who went number 17 overall in the first round to the Las Vegas Raiders. He's got a four-year deal worth $14.3 million. Then you move on down to number 24 overall where you pick up Najee Harris running back to the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's got a four-year deal worth $13 million. 
in the second round, Andman Dickerson, number 37 overall to the Philadelphia Eagles. He's got a four-year deal worth $8.6 million. Christian Barmore, defensive lineman, number 38 overall, New England Patriots, four-year deal, $8.5 million. Deontay Thompson, Deontay Brown, excuse me, number 193 overall, sixth round, Carolina Panthers, four-year deal, $3.6 million. And Thomas Fletcher, long snapper, number 222 overall, sixth round, Carolina Panthers, four-year deal worth $3.6 million. So look at the money being floated around between these 10 draft picks from the University of Alabama to the NFL. Congrats to all of those young men. Wish all of them the best of luck in the at the next level. And um, as always, fans, you want the best in news, notes, information, and content on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You can download the app from the iPhone app store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you've got the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we got you covered right here. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Overcast.fm, TuneIn Radio, uh, Google Play, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. Got you covered right there. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I'll be back on Wednesday continuing the conversation that is tight football. As always, Bama Nation, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. Also, if you want to be one of the first to cop the new edition, the print edition, the brand new you know, magazine here, what you, what you do here, you go to touchdownalabama.com and you click join, become a member, a subscriber today. That link in the description as well. Is that magazine coming soon, shipping soon here. And um, also, if you're trying to copy that four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of weownthefourthquarter.com, that link in the description too. But till next time, folks, husbands love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, legitimate thing to not be bored. You get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself. Protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith, and this has been In My Own Words. 